episode of currently binging the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button or whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds, rate, comment, all greatly appreciated. So, yes, if you clicked on this thing, you know we are discussing Spider-Man No Way Home. There will be spoilers. There will be spoilers, guys. So, like, if you didn't watch this movie, I don't even know why you clicked on this. There are going to be spoilers. It is just me. We're going to go all over the place. I am not the comic book expert. Let me repeat that. I am not the comic book expert. If you are looking for, like, a review or a discussion from a comic book expert's POV, this is not the one. Uh, This is going to be very chill, very relaxed. I am purely speaking on this from the POV of a fan who loves watching comic book movies. (laughs) And that's that. And if you want any other examples of that, then I would highly suggest you go back and listen to any of my other episodes around the MCU or the DCEU. Like there is, it's all very chill, very lax. We don't take this that seriously. Like (laughs) it's entertainment. So I think those are all my warnings. I know I did that in a different fashion than I normally do, but like, I just want to get into this. So Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> I didn't even know, like you guys know, cause I've been kind of talking about it, teasing it a little bit in previous episodes to this one. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I don't know what's going to happen. I've been, if you've been here for a while, you know how I feel about trailers. So I have literally only seen like the first teaser trailer that they dropped and I have not watched any other trailers. I've literally been trying to avoid spoilers online. I know there were some things that were flowing out there, which I would consider to be spoilers, but then you have people who are like, oh no, that's not happening, like shutting it down. I just want to say to the people who spoil things, like before it even drops, F you. <laughs> what is that song? A, B, C, D, E, F, U. Like, seriously, for real. Why would you do that? Not everyone, and this is just across the board. It's not even really just like MCU stuff. I'm talking about the challenge, all that stuff. People just blatantly spoil with no regards to other people without a warning. Like, there's one thing if you have a warning. But to not have a warning just to put it out there or to put it in your article headline with a spoiler, seriously, don't be that type of person, like be a human being. But anyway, so there were all these things, there were leaks about Andrew Garfield being in it. Um, I think that was the main one that I was seeing because everyone's talking about, oh, like this is going to open up like the multiverse. So then therefore we could see other versions of the Spider-Man. So I saw Andrew Garfield be thrown out there. Um, but then they were like, oh no, he's not really. And then I think I saw a spoiler that he was for sure. And I think it was about a week before um, the movie dropped where I saw some article and they said it, but I, I didn't see anything about Tobey Maguire and Tobey Maguire, we're going to talk about it. I was like, I don't know, but that would be amazing because if you've been here for a while and you've heard my other episodes about Spider-Man, then you know that Tobey Maguire is my favorite Spider-Man until we got Tom Holland, but like literally hands down. So you could imagine the geeked outness that I felt in the theater. So I feel like we're jumping all around, but you know, if you've been here for a while, that's normal. So we're going to just rewind it a little bit 
and try to do this in some type of a format that makes sense or at least it's familiar and we're going to start off with the numbers like we normally do so spider-man no way home no surprise at the numbers that this movie did so let's see domestically opening weekend it did about 260 million worldwide to date we're sitting at 638 million cinema score a plus, not surprised. When I even went on Cinema Score, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is gonna be an A plus. Not surprised to see that. Also, Run Tomato, Cinema, and Critic Score, actually not surprised by it either. Um, probably, I mean, not really, but expected the Critic Score to be like around the 95, 96, 97 mark, but it actually came in, it's right now at 94%. And then the audience score is 99%, which makes sense to me. And those are all the numbers. Um, as far as the opening day, so I think its opening day was the second highest opening day ever. I know it broke a record. I didn't look at all the records it broke because I'm sure it did. I know it had to smash pandemic records for sure <laughs> because let me tell you. Now you guys know I've been going to the theater since they officially reopened in the spring. I think my first one was a quiet place too and then after that was the one that I actually really wanted to start with I think it was was it I can't even remember what it was but <laughs> actually yeah no I can't remember what it was but you guys know I've been going to the theater um this year or since they've opened back up but only for movies that I really really genuinely want to see and plan to talk about on this podcast so like anything MCU duh I'm going to the theater to watch and this was always on my list and I was prepared to go. So let me tell you. So usually what happens for like opening weekend, I will usually buy my ticket about a week out. And I saw that the tickets were like selling out or like it had like some ridiculous, did a, a ridiculous number of pre-sales for the movie and it didn't really cross my mind to be like Eva you should probably buy your ticket now versus waiting and so when I went to go buy my tickets for um West Side Story I was like oh let me check Spider-Man <laughs> and see what the availability is looking like so I went to check it and you guys know me I'm a matinee girl so if I can go see the matinee of course you know I'm going to see it in IMAX like that that's like the ideal situation I, if I can get like the first show on a Saturday or like an early to late afternoon show on Friday, like that's the ideal situation because I feel like then it's not going to be a lot of people. Sundays usually can't do, but no, like those all, all the seats or like the good seats where I wouldn't be strained and irritated with my seat were all gone. And so I end up having to go and I haven't gone to a Sunday matinee show in a very, very long time, like years literal literal years I have not um and so I ended up doing a an 11:45 IMAX show and I just want to say <laughs> to anyone who was listening who went to the 11:45 show on December 19th at the Emeryville AMC the I IMAX show thank you I that was probably the best viewing experience for a movie that I have ever had in my entire life. And I'm not exaggerating. Like, and I don't know if it was because 
there's just so much anticipation with this movie and majority of the people this is probably the first movie that they're seeing um like post um everything being shut down but like everyone was ready to go there was no side talking happening at all people were in it i felt like i was watching like a game or something people were reacting like it was just the energy in that room was just electrified so many reactions and i've <laughs> i've been to a lot of mcu mcu movies or seen a lot of mcu movies and you know usually it's like you have your reactions and then at the end everyone will like clap or whatever or cheer but throughout like just as everything started being revealed and like there was another um from beginning to end like just oh this is a surprise oh i wasn't expecting that and just everyone was acting and just like oh my god it was so good it's hard to describe it unless you were in it but it was so good that also was probably the most um full theater that i've been to post shutdown literally almost the entire theater was full i would say probably like the very front rows were maybe possibly sparse but other than that from like wall to wall there were people in seats and i was a little bit nervous not gonna lie <laughs> Because I was like, oh my gosh, because I've been going, again, I've been going to the movies um, since they opened back up um, post everything shutting down. And I usually can get, I've uh, I've been able to get a whole row to myself. Um, and if not, at least have a good like five, six seats between me and the other person. But I literally had someone next to me um, on my other side because how the theater is, I usually get the back row. Um, so I have the wall on one side. I'm on my on my like left side and then there's seats on my right side but it's still like a middle seat um but <laughs> I literally had a whole row of people right next to me so I was a little bit nervous about that I was scared to eat my popcorn not gonna lie <laughs> but overall it was a really good experience like everyone was just in it the reactions were on point like I don't know who they were a few rows in front of me because I'm in the back but they were like towards the middle the most perfect reactions throughout the entire movie like oh my gosh it was just so good it was, it was just it was so good and that's why I'm like this is why I love movies and this is why I love going to the movies because it's like one thing to watch it at home but it's just something about being in a room full of people you don't know and just everyone reacting and just like it's so comforting it's it's hard to explain but you know well you know when I explain it it's just like Oh, it was so good. So I have been excited to talk about that experience, but <laughs> that was my movie, um, my viewing experience. It was just so, it was so good. It was so good. Um, but let's talk about the movie. <laughs> so this was the third movie, um, or the third like standalone Spider-Man movie that we've gotten with Tom Holland as our Spider-Man, as our Peter Parker, um, and as this um, in addition, collaboration with the MCU, so like physically having Spider-Man be in the MCU and like Marvel being involved in the movies because the previous iterations, as we know, have all been like driven by Sony because they own the rights to Spider-Man and, um, and kind of like everything that happened a few years back now, um, with like the Sony leaks and that kind of like helped catapult this whole 
agreement between Sony and Disney to be like, okay, we'll let you use Spider-Man in like your upcoming Marvel movies. But going into this, I will say, and I kind of talked about this when I was kind of like previewing some of my thoughts about this movie coming up. Like we knew, or at least if, I'm sure a lot of us knew, but like my feeling going into this was like, this is going to be like the last, the final installment in what we know as Spider-Man being in MCU, but I don't know how we wrap this up. And so going, and so this kind of helps for me to set what my expectations were going into this movie. It will kind of also explain kind of my feelings while I was watching this because I was going to this being like, this can go either way. And it's all going to depend on actual people <laughs> and actual like negotiations. And so with that in mind, like there are a multitude of ways that we can leave it, but I was just going into this being like, there is a great big possible chance that this could be it. <laughs> and so, um, where we left things is very, very, very much open-ended and there are a few ways that we can go with it. Um, I know we had, um, Amy, Pascal, and Kevin, um, Fahey talking about like, oh, like we very much so like, there's more that we want to do. We want to continue this partnership, which is like all fine and dandy, but like, I'm sure you guys still need to sign things and like negotiate and all of that. And then also you have Tom out here being like, he doesn't know what his future. I mean, I'm sure that's, he probably has to say this, but like, he's like, he doesn't know what his future, what Spider-Man looks like. Like if he's going to continue to be Spider-Man or I think I also saw something where he's like, he wouldn't mind directing like a new version of Spider-Man. I'm just like, y'all out here playing games. So like when we look at the option of continuing um, to, to tell a Spider-Man story, in this MCU world, universe and world is like the same thing. So don't mind me. It's kind of like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. So I'm just like going to leave it there. Um, we also have the possibility of Sony just being like, well, let's just blow up and continue to expand on our own little universe that we have. Because, you know, they have Venom. They have the, what is his name? Morbius. I believe is what his name is. Like they have all that that's going on so they can continue to like blow that all up because how we leave things, no one knows who Peter Parker is, which is so sad. It's so sad when you say it out loud. My gosh, no one remembers Peter Parker, even to the point of like, I don't know. I feel like this spell could have been done in a different way to be like, no one remembers that Peter Parker is Spider-Man versus no one remembers Peter Parker. Cause it's just so sad. Like he literally ends up having no one at all. He's literally on his own and it's so sad, <laughs> but, or they can go the route of just like that. This is the end. Cause we just see Peter swing off and that's the end. So there are possibilities, but I don't know that I'm going to put all my eggs in the basket of like us continually to see what they do with Spider-Man or Peter Parker in the MCU until I see like some confirmed, <laughs> like the papers have been signed. This person is going to be such, such and such and such. Like until I see that, I don't know that I want to put all my eggs in that basket, but let's, 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 let's come back a little bit more and let's start from the beginning. I may die. 
Like, who saw that coming? I think everyone, as soon as she said, first of all, I knew it was like, okay, she's most likely probably going to die because when the Green Goblin's like jet thing hit her, I thought she got like impaled like into something because it hit her pretty, pretty hard. And I, I feel like the front of that thing looks super sharp. So that was one thing. But then she also said, she was like all kind of loopy and stuff, but I was like, and you know how some people like as you're dying, like you don't realize you're dying and you're kind of dying slow. And then all of a sudden it kind of catches up to you. Like that's kind of how I was feeling. But then she says the line, with great power comes great responsibility. And everyone at the room was like, oh no. <laughs> like that is like the sign that it's not going to be, it's not going to be a good outcome. And so, um, then she ends up dying. It was just like, oh my gosh, and you can't like, you're sad, but then it's also, you're literally in the middle of like a fight, but then also the police have showed up and you're kind of like, Peter, you need to like get out of there. And then you see, it was just like so much going on. So you can't really, at least for me, I like, if you if they were looking for that to be a point for you to be like, oh, I'm going to cry or I'm going to be sad or something like that. Like you didn't really have time to really sit in those feelings, if that makes sense. So we had that all happen. Oh, the one thing that I did put in my notes, because you guys know I have some notes, <laughs> with great power comes great sadness because that's all we get whenever we hear that. But anyway, so uh, let's go back a little bit more and let's talk about the surprise appearance by Matt Murdock. Like what? Was not expecting that. You guys know how I feel about all of the Marvel shows that were on Netflix and how I said that I wanted to see them in the movie. Like that was one of my complaints while I was reviewing those. And during that time period, I was like, I want to see them in the movies. What does this look like? Like can we see them in adventure something? And we finally see one of these characters from one of the TV shows outside of like Coulson <laughs> make an appearance in the actual movie so that was a very much appreciated surprise like I was reading all these articles they're like they were doing this was like a movie of fan service like this was the movie for the fans because it was from beginning to end oh my gosh we're like not even into this you guys know I have notes I have like outline of notes and I've been trying to be good on how long these episodes are so we're going to try to get through at least the things on my notes but we're not going to get through everything so there may be some things that I don't get to but like we can always talk about offline so just putting that out there but anyway and so there was that excited to see that and so then um so then Amay passes and Part of that, but this also happens before she passes as well. Part of the problem is that Mysterio, because we literally start where we left off from um, Spider-Man Far From Home. And we saw that Mysterio had revealed the identity of Spider-Man. And so like the entire world knows that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. And, you know, kind of had to play on like fake news and all that throughout, which is always interesting to see how they tie in real world um, issues into some of these movies and things, especially like the like comic book universe, how they do it. But so we have all that going on. And so Peter <laughs> goes to Dr. Strange for his help and 
he tries, he starts to make or work on a spell to essentially be like, no one will remember who Peter Parker is. But then Peter has all these, um, what's the word? He has all these conditions like, oh no, well, MJ still needs to remember. Ned still needs to remember. Happy. Oh wait, Aunt May needs to remember like all these things to essentially to the point that like he changes the spell and it gets out of hand, but then Dr. Strange is able to contain it. And so because he did this, they opened up the world or open up the world. Like they cause like, I don't know. You guys know, I hate trying to explain science and stuff like that. Cause I always feel like I sound like crazy, but essentially what they did is everyone in the multiverse who knows who Peter Parker is, um, essentially came to the universe that is like the universe that we know this version of Peter Parker in. And so that means people from like Spider-Man, like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. <laughs> we had them showing up. It means people from the Amazing Spider-Man, which is Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. We had them. We had them showing up. So we had um, Electro, Stan, Stan Man. <laughs> Sandman, the Green Goblin, uh, who am I forgetting? Uh, I was literally just trying to make sure because you guys know this is why I do notes because I forget. We had Doc Ock and we, oh, I'm missing someone. Oh, the lizard. I know you guys are all like screaming at me like this is, you're missing this person. Yeah, so we had five different villains show up um, and as they're showing up and they're fighting him, and he's like, oh my God, like, who are you? Where did you come from? And all these things. Mind you, he did all this because literally, not only was his life ruined when his identity was revealed, but MJ and Ned's life was also ruined because they're friends with him. And it meant that they did not get accepted into any colleges. And so he wanted to change that for them. I mean, like being Peter and not thinking about himself, but trying to think of others instead of like initially going to be like, can you change their mind? Which is what Dr. Strange said. And it's like, oh, you didn't even try that at first. But anyway. And so, um, so all of them came in the Nazis fighting them. And then once they see his face, they're like, wait, you're not my Peter. And so it's kind of like everything's being revealed. And Dr. Strange tells them, like, you guys all saw the movie. We're not going to recap it. You guys know I hate recapping <laughs> the things that we've all watched because it takes so long and I already talk so much. But anyway, so, <laughs> so yeah. So we have all of them who come here. And like, we just know at some point, like, and at this point in the movie, I had kind of forgotten all the noise about like, oh, Andrew Garfield is going to be in the movie, all that. It was just kind of like, just literally plugged in watching the movie. And so, um, because he did that, that is the catalyst that kind of leads up to like, Aunt May dying because he, well, Aunt May, um, is like, oh, you should help them because we saw that um norman showed up at where like she was helping people in need and she's like oh you can help them like these are all people because come to find out they all like show these are all people who in their timeline and in their um universes were about to die and so she's like you can't just send them back to die like you can change them and so they use essentially it creates a shit show we have an epic I think it was epic battle between <laughs> Dr. Strange and um, Spider-Man, which as I was watching, I was like, this is why you probably shouldn't fight a wizard because I feel like I would throw up. 
literally with like everything moving and mirroring and all that stuff. Oh, I literally watching it. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I would throw up. Um, but also then to see Peter just use science to defeat him was also kind of like, hmm, <laughs> like that's all it takes. So that was a, that was a pretty interesting fight, but essentially because he wanted to help them, it's kind of, um, opens the door for the green goblin to like use that against him and also leads to the death of uh, May. But then also like once the news breaks, because you know, the world thinks that like Spider-Man is the bad person, or at least half the world thinks that Spider-Man is the bad person. And so it's all over the news and they're like one person died and it was on May. And of course like Ned and, um, uh, I was supposed to call her May, Ned and MJ are watching on the news and they're like, oh, we need to find him. We need to help him. And Ned has, um, Dr. Strange's ring. And so he like tries to open up a portal to Peter. And then that's when we see Andrew Garfield sneak through. And let me talk about Andrew Garfield for a minute as Peter Parker, because there aren't any old episodes of me talking about like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man because like it came out when I was young and not doing podcasts. <laughs> so there's just nothing for that. But the amazing Spider-Man, I actually do. Oh my gosh, how long have I been doing this for? I actually do have episodes of me talking about the Amazing Spider-Man, but I believe it was when the podcast was called Glam Deets. Yeah, so you, I think you have to search it that way in order <laughs> to find it, but I do have it. And I was very critical, <laughs> like very, very critical of um, the Amazing Spider-Man. And I had a lot of issues with it, most of it being, and don't get me wrong, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is not a perfect Spider-Man. All the movies aren't perfect. If I was talking about them, I probably would have some complaints about it as well, especially um, the third installment, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I think some of my main issues with um, The Amazing Spider-Man, overall, I think Andrew Garfield was working with something that like all the pieces just really didn't fit. And so a lot of the times, at least for me, it came off as like he was trying too hard or like it just came off a little bit off where like you could see where he wanted to go, but like it just, the story wasn't working. And then the Amazing Spider-Man 2 and then the ending that never came, like just literally it felt like a movie that was never going to end. And then it finally ended. It was just, it was just a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And so I feel like there is a mixed bag because I know people who actually really enjoy the Amazing Spider-Man movies. And I know people who are like, that's not my favorite movie. To be honest, I watch them. I can watch the Amazing Spider-Man movies like over again. I, they're not movies that I would say I would never watch them again. Um, but they're just not my favorite. Like Tobey Maguire, hands down, is like my favorite person of Spider-Man. But then Tom Holland, and I've said this multiple, 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 multiple times, is like the Spider-Man that I I believe is he's like the perfect on-screen Spider-Man because he just checks all the boxes as far as like he looks like he's in high school where like you have like Andrew and Toby they just look like they're trying to play young <laughs> and not necessarily like they look like they can be in college but not necessarily in high school um and then we actually get to see him in high school and then he's just fun and playful and witty and he's just like the jokes hit with every single person that he's on screen with. it's just so many things to love about Tom Holland's um Spider-Man you can go back and listen to like 
Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, if you want to hear more about why I think he's a really great um, Spider-Man. But yeah, and so when we see him, I was like, oh, Andrew Garfield. But like, I personally was like, oh my gosh, Andrew Garfield. Like, I was excited because, you know, hello, two different versions of Spider-Man are not about to be in the same movie. But then it was also like, but where's Toby? <laughs> Which, and I'm going to get to Toby in a minute, so I'll, I'll leave it for then. But um, but then I just felt like he really, like, I don't know what it was, but I felt like I him in this made me appreciate his version of Spider-Man even more. Because I think one of the things that I saw people always say about, like, his version of Spider-Man is, like, it was moody and angry and all these other um, for things that we really wouldn't correlate with Spider-Man. But, like... You could see, because in his version of Spider-Man, um, Gwen ends up dying. And I told you guys it's going to be spoilers. So, like, if you're still listening and you haven't watched any other, other of the other Spider-Mans, like, you're going to get spoiled. <laughs> but, um, so in his version, Gwen died. And you can kind of see, like, the weight of that. But you can also see, like, I don't know if it, if it changed him in a way from, like, what we were used to seeing him as. But, like. He seemed more, a little more fun, but they both seemed a little more fun and, um, funnier, <laughs> um, when we've seen them this time around, but I don't know. And just, I think having the time to kind of like just sit with him on his own helped as well because you had MJ like, oh, you need to prove like that you're Spider-Man and like, no, just hanging from the ceiling is not enough. Like you need to crawl across, like all those interactions were really fun. And for some reason, like him and, um... MJ ripping off of each other just really played well as well. And then also having like Ned's, I'm so, I think that was his grandma there, um, also helped. But then when MJ's like, oh, you need to try it again. Like we need to get to Peter. And Ned tries again. And it's Tom McGuire. I don't know why I, I'm feeling like I'm going to get emotional. But like, I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh. And I'm one of those people, like, I enjoy, like, the reactions from other people in the theaters. And I'm not really one of those ones who vocally reacts in the theater. But I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you guys don't understand. There are a multitude of reasons why I was not expecting to see Toby. One of them being, I have not physically seen him in a movie since, like, 2014, I think, for The Great Gatsby. That was the last time I physically have seen him acting in anything. <laughs> And I even checked on IMDb and he hasn't been on screen in anything since then. And I think he did like voiceover for um, whatever that baby cartoon movie is with the talking babies. But like, and that was four, four or five years ago as well. So like, haven't physically seen him in movies. And I actually do like Tobey Maguire as an actor. Like I've seen a lot of things that he's in. Like Pleasantville is probably hands down one of my favorite movies to watch which is so like depending on who you are you're like ah or what or why but like I love that movie <laughs> it's one of my favorites so like I enjoy Tobey Maguire as an actor and so because we haven't seen him in literally years on screen like to me to see him in this was always going to be like super exciting for me as a viewer and as a fan not only of Tobey Maguire, but of like the Spider-Man movies. And so when we saw him, I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, Tobey, like, duh, he looks older because like, 
it's been a while since he's put on that suit. But it was still like, oh my gosh, freaking Tony McGuire is on this big ass screen and I cannot believe it. So I was 100% sold. And then they go find Peter um, and they're like, you know, we know what you're going through. And they kind of like, kind of bond. And just to see the different versions of Peter interacting together because they're all the same, but kind of different because they're all in at different like ages in their life and have all gone through different experiences through their life where like the grief that Peter is experiencing like our Peter Peter one if you will is experiencing is pretty fresh and then Peter three which is Andrew had his um his grief while it's more recent is still like is he's had it seems like a, a while to sit in it and then you have um Peter 2, which I think it should be a little a little rework, but you know, who am I? Peter 2, which is Toby, who's also experienced grief, but he's also like experienced a lot more, or not, I don't want to say a lot more because he's not that much older, but he's experienced more life than they both have. And you can tell that, and it was just, just fun and great to watch their interactions, just the similarities, the differences, them seeing them work together. Seeing them flying through the air, or I should say swinging, not flying. Seeing them swinging through the air together, oh my gosh. It was just like, that entire scene, everyone was just super geeked. So much reaction and happiness and joy that was happening in the theater. Especially like when you see them all, like after they regroup to be like, oh, what we're doing is not working. Have any of you ever worked on a team? <laughs> and of course, they're both like, no, I, I usually work alone. And Peter's like, well, hey, I've actually worked with the Avengers. And they're like, who are the Avengers? And it's like, oh, yeah, the Avengers don't exist in your, um, like, your universes, which is so weird to say, but it's actually true. But anyway, and so um, they kind of regroup. They're like, we need to start, like, trusting each other and, like, anticipating all that other stuff. And then you see them swing off, and then they swing into their pose, and the entire theater, I kid you not, just literally erupted. Oh my gosh, it was so good. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so good. This is literally like the best like movie hands down of the entire year. And the fact that it's literally dropping in, in December, kind of to be like, oh, we're just going to end up what could have been another shitty year in a row <laughs> with literally joy is just like amazing. But yeah, that was awesome. And they actually were able, like we had the whole scene when they were back at the school with MJ and Ned working on the different like serums for the different villains, which were all like exciting to see. And even like Jamie Foxx, which <laughs> I'm trying to think back of what I had to say about Electro, but honestly, I can't remember. But it was just like great to see all of them on the screen. I actually wasn't expecting to see Jamie Foxx, but apparently he showed up in, this is post me seeing the movie and kind of like Googling things, but apparently he had put out, he was in a video or put out a video and was like no Spider-Man spoilers and people thought it was weird because like he's not in the MCU. <laughs> so then people kind of like connected the dots. Thank goodness I didn't see that or see anything like around whatever that was. I couldn't even get on freaking like Instagram because my like discover page or whatever, because that's usually... The page that I'm most on. It was literally all Tom Holland's and Daya's like Spider-Man stuff. And I was just like, I cannot be spoiled. I will literally, literally <laughs> like it cannot happen. So that was all that that 
um, of that that was happening. Uh, but yeah, what else? I'm like, let me go back to my notes because I feel like I got off track. Yeah, and so to see all of them together and just, it was just so good. And them being like, oh, you don't, like, you don't want to kill him. Or talking about Green Goblin because he's the one who, like, murdered Aunt May. He's like, you, they're like, you don't want to kill him. Like, you think that's what you want, but it's not. And just kind of seeing them support him. And then when we saw um, Peter too, or Toby, Spider-Man, get stabbed, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I... <laughs> When that happened, the whole the whole theater like gasped, and I was in my head. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I cannot do another like Tony Peter moment because I just cannot." But thankfully, he didn't die, <laughs> and he was pretty chill about it. I was like, "Oh, I've been stabbed before." I was just like, "That seemed like <laughs> it should have killed you, <laughs> literally." But oh my gosh! But anyway. So, like, of course, they are able to get the serums into everyone and save them. And then Peter has to make a choice because um, Strange has escaped from where he was trapped in the mirror in the mirrorverse. And he's like, literally, you can see people in the sky because they were trying. They broke the thing that was containing the spell. And so it just got too big and Strange couldn't... Um, control it on his own and so he um peter was like i think i know how to stop this you're gonna have to do the spell the way that was supposed to be done with no one knowing who peter parker is and you're just like oh my gosh he's like are you sure he's like yeah and you can see you can see how much um strange and peter's like relationship grew <laughs> in just this movie because like we, we know like they have history because like Peter helped save the world, literally, um, with the Avengers. And he fought the Avengers. And we were introduced to Peter in the um, Avengers. Or not introduced to Peter. We were introduced to, or Peter was introduced to, like, others, <laughs> other people in the MCU. Because we were first introduced to him in um, Captain America Civil War. But post that... Like, we see him in Avengers um, Infinity War. Like, he jumps in when everything is happening. And it's all around, like, Strange and everything that's happening in New York. And also Tony. And so he kind of, like, starts off with them before he gets, like... Or, I was going to say taken, but before he makes the choice <laughs> to jump on the, the vessel that is traveling to space... To try to help Tony um, and Strange. And then also, like, we see them, like, a lot of their fighting that they did was also together. So, like, we've just seen a lot of growth. And I feel like this movie also, you saw, like, Strange just, like, more so have a heart for Peter and be like, oh, but I don't want to forget forget you. And it's kind of like a reflection of what I would think the audience is thinking, like, wait a minute, no, they can't forget you because then what does this mean? And so he was like, you know, this means, like, no one will know you, even including Strange. Like, literally, no one. And he was like, do it. And he gave, he's like, you have some time to say bye to your friends. And he says bye to them. And I was just like, oh, this is so sad. It's probably worse than just killing him. My gosh. It was so sad. And so he does a spell. No one remembers who Peter is. And you see him, like, with his prepared speech, ready to go tell MJ and that like who he is and like 
how they remember him, but then he makes a choice not to. And I don't know, it's so sad because like he's literally on his own. He'll have to forge new relationships. But who knows what we'll see out of the three scenarios that I mentioned at the beginning is either if what Amy and Kevin said is true <laughs> and they still kind of like, and I can also see them still working together, but like not necessarily because a lot of, if you look at all of, all of Peter's movies, it has in some way involved someone else from the MCU being like in that, in his standalone movies. So like I can see if, if, uh, Marvel Studios stays involved like his because they claim there's a fourth movie coming so I can see it either being like it's like a self-contained where we don't really see a lot of um other people from the MCU or there they can go the angle where like I just don't see and it's so weird to me for like strange to be a wizard why he wouldn't be able to like at least remember or I don't know. I don't know. I just think that whole thing is like a weird little loophole thing that just does not make sense to me. But you know, whatever. I'll let you guys have it. Um, or it can go the route that like they just expand on the Sony universe um, with Venom and all of them. Or it just ends. Like honestly, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> But we did get some, um, we got a mid credit scene, which kind of like wrapped up the the end credit scene, which I did talk about um, Venom on here. So if you want to hear what I had to think about or say about um, Venom 2, you can go listen to that. But one of the end credit scenes was we saw that um, he got pulled in and he was like saw the news coverage about like Spider-Man is Peter Parker. And then um, we saw that he actually ends up going back to his universe, but then a piece of like the venom sludge was left behind. So like they can do something with that. <laughs> there, but again, there's so many ways that they can go about this. We just don't know what it's gonna look like. And then our end credit scene was actually a trailer for um, Doctor Strange's next movie, which is coming out next year. I actually didn't write down. I wanna say it's why do I feel like I want to say it's May? They changed the date because they had to push things out. Because I believe it was supposed to come out this year and then they pushed it out. And I'm kind of like, I wish they didn't give us a full trailer because I, because you guys know, I don't really like trailers. <laughs> and I kind of want to see some of that stuff like happen in the movie. Like, oh, now we know that the next movie is the consequence of um, Strange creating the spell, the spell, <laughs> the spell. <laughs> Um, to make everyone forget who Peter is. But then also, if that's the case, and this is, again, like the loophole thing, so maybe we just have to wait until um, Doctor Strange and what is that movie called? I think it's The the Madness of the Multiverse. Why do I, why can I not remember what this movie is called? Maybe because everything I feel like this year has been about the multiverse. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That's the only it's called, but <laughs> I should actually also see when it releases. I'm sure you guys already know. May 6th. That's what I thought. I was like, I feel like it's May. Um, but my thing is, is if that is the consequence of him creating a spell for Peter, then he would have to remember who Peter is. Like, that just does not make sense to me. But maybe it's something I'm missing and that you guys know. 
And if you're like one of these comic book expert people who are like just really into the comics and you know all the things, like without spoiling it, spoiling it, you can let me know. But like, I don't know. I just literally glanced at how long this is and we are quickly approaching the hour mark. So we're going to wrap it up here. <laughs> so yeah. So we saw at the end that Doctor Strange will return. Um, we didn't see anything about Spider-Man. So again, don't know what's happening with that. But overall, this was a great movie. Like I did not, I've been telling people because like it's been hard because everyone I know hasn't seen the movie. And so for those who haven't seen the movie, I can't really tell them like how I feel uh, and or any without spoiling it. And so I've just been saying this is the Spider-Man movie that I didn't know I needed until I saw it. And that just literally sums up my feelings on this movie. It was just fun watching it. I will for sure be going back to the theater to watch it again. It was just so good. I loved seeing all the Spideys together. Tobey Maguire, oh my gosh. So great to see you on the screen. It was just overall good, so you guys know. Oh my gosh, here we go. Is this the first A-plus of the year? This is the first A-plus and the only A-plus of the year. A-plus, hands down, just ah, chef's kiss. It was so, 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 so good. So, I want to know what you guys had to say about Spider-Man No Way Home. I want to hear about all your feelings, <laughs> all the things. Like, you can tweet me, you can Instagram comment me. I don't know if that's a thing. You can DM me. Discord, if you comment on there, I have a feeling that I get a notification for it. I'm so you guys know I'm still trying to figure that out, but <laughs> like literally let me know all the things and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currently Benjamin on Instagram and at current Benjamin Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.